the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you. We look at the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. Seven. I went to the mail today and got. Uh, I was surprised actually to get some uh, county voter uh, information and uh, came with an eraser just in case I have to erase some of the candidates that are currently on the ballot because uh, somebody tosses them off. Um, that's not the eraser part's not true, but uh, I'm wondering, you know, what's going to happen here. So um, I want to talk about this, but uh, I want to talk about it from a certain perspective here, and just to keep in mind something on the Pastor Scott Show. We try to call balls and strikes as much as we can. And when you have characters like Donald Trump and people like that, uh, it's very hard because people feel very passionately one way or the other um, about him and things surrounding him. But the thing I want to cut through a lot of the time, and in particular with some of the court rulings that we are seeing now and what we're going to see in the next year, is we have to be aware that these court rulings go way beyond one guy. And they not only affect further, you know, future presidents, but they also can affect us, okay, through precedents, right, through the idea of principles that get established in law. So what happens often in precedents is, you know, something that's completely unrelated to something you're going through gets cited in a case that you're going through as a principle for how the judge ought to decide your case. You know, so if you are accused of a crime or you are accused of something, you want to, you know, other lawyers will say, well, how have courts decided this before? And sometimes there's not a very specific case that's exactly the same. So you look for things that are similar. You look for principles in the law that you, that an attorney would ask the judge to consider when they, or or a jury to consider as uh, mostly the judges in this case, um, you know, for what that means. And so we need to think of things that way when we're talking about somebody, anybody who is having whatever rights they have taken away from them, even if we don't think personally that they deserve those rights. I think O.J. Simpson is guilty. I think he did it. I think most people think he did it. I don't know if you're old enough to be around for that, but uh, I mean, it was quite a thing. And I was working for Circuit City at the time selling TVs. And when that trial was on, it was on every day. And we watched the whole thing because nobody came into the store. There were no customers and we were getting paid by commission. So we just watched that trial. It was wild. And whenever Judge Ito would say it's done for the day, we would get ready because suddenly the store would get packed. You know, within 20 minutes, the store would be just filled with people. And uh, when that verdict came down, not guilty, there was an aud- I was in law school at that time, and there was an audible gasp in the room. There's all kinds of people. But the thing is this. Imagine, you know, he got acquitted in that trial. And whether we think he's guilty or not, whether I think he's guilty or not, whether the population thinks he's guilty or not, whether or not he actually is guilty, 
uh, and God would know. The fact is, is that he doesn't go to prison for that. And there's no judge out there who would have the authority to say, you know what, those people got it wrong. He's going to jail. I think he did it. And that is the kind of thing that happens in countries all the time, that there are judges who will put you in prison for something that you didn't do or something they just think you did, but there's no trial. The reason that there's so much in our Constitution about trials and not testifying against yourself and, you know, trial by jury and speedy trial and all those kinds of things are because the way the world usually works is you don't have very many rights and injustices that happen in in our culture. I remember at that time, you know, uh, Johnny Cochran, he's passed away now. He was OJ's attorney, famous attorney at the time. You know, a lot of people were asking questions about race and those kinds of issues that were um, not really part of the actual trial, but they were part of the politics of all of that. And he said something really interesting. He said that the color of justice isn't black or white. He said the color of justice is green. And I thought that's pretty smart because what he's saying is, no, no, he, he's, he's got acquitted because he's rich, because he can afford me, because he can afford F. Lee Bailey, who was the other attorney that he had on there. I thought, you know, there, is, there are injustices that happen. However, the way our system works is you have to respect that. You can't have some other panel who has nothing to do with the trial, who has nothing to just declare that you're guilty all of a sudden. And that's one of the things that's happening with the Colorado case that is on my mind a lot today. Uh, So yesterday, the Supreme Court of Colorado decided that Donald Trump does not qualify to be on the ballot in Colorado uh, because he's excluded by the 14th Amendment. And the 14th Amendment to the Constitution uh, is... There are many parts to it. Okay, so the part that is, and this has been, if you've listened for a while, I thought this is, I thought that this is the reason why a lot of these trials are happening with Donald Trump, that this is the goal. I was actually very surprised that Donald Trump was never, uh, by Jack Smith in Washington in the January 6th case, that he was not charged with insurrection as a crime. I was surprised because I thought, well, that's the point of all of this, right? Is if you can charge him with ins- insurrection, then he's not eligible to run for president. All right. And uh, the part of uh, the uh, 14th Amendment of the Constitution says no person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president, meaning the Electoral College, or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may vote of may by a vote of two thirds of each house remove such disability. So the idea is and this came right after the Civil War. The idea was, hey, if you were a Confederate soldier, you're out. You don't get to run for office. All right, you you rejected your citizenship essentially, and uh, you don't get to be in this. That was the idea. So. It's never been applied to anything very significant until now. And, but here's the thing about it. Donald Trump, whatever you think, let's just assume that he is guilty of whatever you think he's guilty of, like between him and God, actually guilty. He has never been charged and certainly not convicted with insurrection, except for the second impeachment he had where the Senate charged him with insurrection and they acquitted him. So... What happened here is that in Colorado, a lower court 
said that he did commit insurrection. However, they decided, Judge Wallace was her name, she decided that uh, the 14th Amendment does not apply and he can stay on the ballot. So what's happening is people are trying to, certain groups have organized together to try to get Donald Trump removed from the ballot in states with the argument that he's not qualified constitutionally because of January 6th and he incited a, a insurrection. And that if that's correct, then he can't be on the ballot. She said he was an insurrectionist, which is an interesting thing because that got kind of overlooked, is that she said he did it, even though there was no trial in front of her, even though he's never been charged with it anywhere. There's, you know, whether you think he did it or not is not the point here. The point is there's never been a charge. And that matters a lot that there's not a charge. So how can any group of judges just decide that you're guilty of something without any sort of charge or trial? So she thought that. But then she said that the 14th Amendment doesn't apply. In her point of view, there's a legal argument. um, And I'm not sure I actually even agree with this. I know that that a lot of people who are Trump supporters would agree with this. I I don't. What she argued then is that the 14th Amendment does not apply to the president. It applies to every other elected official because it sort of lists them out. The electors, representative and senator Congress are civil or military. The argument is because it doesn't list president – that the the people who wrote that the uh, the uh, architects of this amendment had a reason for deliberately leaving out president. That's possible. It's not it's not a completely wrong argument, um, but it does say any office it's, or an officer of the United States. To me, the president's an officer of the United States. It's really beside the point anyway. But what she decided is nope, doesn't say president. There's probably a reason that they didn't include that, and therefore. Uh, It has nothing to do with a former president. Okay, that was her decision. But then what happened is the Colorado Supreme Court took it and said, no, we do think that he's not only guilty of insurrection, but he's also not not allowed to be president because of the 14th Amendment, Section 3. And they they didn't really boot him off. That's something that's kind of getting reported today. He's he's will get booted off as things get played out. But what they actually did was they said he's not eligible to be on the ballot. However, they stayed their own opinion. And they said they said actually in the opinion that we recognize that this is something that is um, controversial, essentially, that this is not something that is that clear. And so we're going to stay our own opinion, meaning he's still on the ballot. And he will be on the ballot at least through January 4th unless this trial, this case goes to the Supreme Court, in which case we stay the opinion until the Supreme Court decides. So most people think, yeah, he'll still be on the ballot even for the Republican primary that will happen next year, and it will be up to the Supreme Court. Uh, And the Supreme Court will weigh in. And there's major differences on what the Supreme Court kind of left and right are going to say about this. Here's some examples. This is not a crazy thing for a democracy this is, to this do. This is people it's on the, the left who are in favor of Donald Trump being removed from the ballot, not just in Colorado, but these cases are going through several uh, states, blue states particularly. And what also is brewing, though, is that red states are beginning to say, I don't know if they really do it, but they're saying, well, if you don't have to have a trial and you just want to accuse him of something and then say he's guilty, well, what would stop? And this is the case that this is what I'm getting at as far as the trouble that is a part of this, even for us. And you can tell me what you think, 888-528-2557. What is then to stop red states or conservative you know, Supreme Courts in other states 
from saying, you know what, Joe Biden sure looks guilty with uh, all of this bribery and uh, stuff. In fact, the majority of Americans think that he is guilty. Like 70 percent of Americans think that he's either guilty of a of breaking the law or something terribly unethical. So we've got a lot of popular support to say, you know what, I think that Joe Biden is rebelling against this country, that the border, the whole, you could just start charging him with anything. And then if the judge says, yeah, you're guilty of this, well, then he's off the ballot. And is that what we want to do? That does happen, by the way, in other countries. And we should not think that we don't have judges who are capable of being just like the human judges in other countries to manipulate their political will through what's called lawfare by removing political candidates you don't like by some method of the law. And it's not real good. Anyway, this is what the left says, and I'll put some of what the right's argument are after that. This is not a crazy thing for a democracy to do. It's very much like the reasoning of the conservative legal community. The conservatives on the Supreme Court who usually go on and on and on about states' rights are hypocrites. He was an enemy of the Constitution. Simply a plain reading of the U.S. Constitution. This is not partisan. This is about applying historic principles. What do you say to the um, to the Republican candidates' argument that this should be, the voters should have the say and not the courts? Why are you standing with Confederates who betrayed this country? All right. So on that side of it, it's like, oh, yeah, he should be uh, he should be kicked off uh, the, the court because he was an insurrectionist. Uh, President Biden was asked about it. First thing he did was say, well, I shouldn't really get involved because it's a legal case, which was the right answer. But he couldn't help it. Then he joined it. I think it's completely misplaced. I oh, think that's this, not the one. Where is it? Here it is. Hold on. Here. Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think it's certainly self-evident. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. And no question about it. None. Zero. And uh, he seems to be doubling down on about everything. Anyway. <laughs> he couldn't help it. Uh, so half the country thinks, uh, when a, in a recent poll in Politico from September, 51% say insurrectionist. Uh, the other 49% either aren't sure or say absolutely not. Um, but no court has said so. And it's just fascinating to me that he's not charged with it either. He's not charged with insurrection. He is charged with disrupting, you know, procedures because he had a plan that uh, Mike Pence was going to go in on January 6th. And then Mike Pence was going to say, uh, I don't think these votes are valid and try to send them back to the states and all of that. But Mike Pence didn't even do it. So nothing really happened from that standpoint. Obviously, there's stuff going on outside. And uh, people can have opinions about whether or not uh, Trump led, you know, deliberately wanted a riot or whether he's responsible for it or those kinds of things. But he's not getting charged with any of that. Uh, So it's a it is a incredible thing. But what concerns me is, can a court just convict you of a crime that you have not even been charged with officially, that where there has been no trial where and to do this to a public official, somebody running for office that's a huge deal. And the, so the Colorado court was four to three, right? It was close. So they don't even agree on this. I think the Supremes are, my view is the Supremes are going to uh, reject this. Uh, but I don't know. This is a uh, conservative uh, lawyer. Uh, his name is J. Michael Luddig. And uh, he's a very well-respected attorney, usually on the right of things. He thought it was a great opinion. He talks really slow. So just try to bear with it here. The Supreme Court of Colorado uh, issued 
what I have characterized as a masterful judicial opinion. It is unassailable and irrefutable in every single respect. That was his thought. And he thinks that the Supremes are just going to say, nope, he's off the ballot. They could. They could say that. What's going to happen is the Supreme Court has to now determine a few different things. And there's there's at least three Trump-related cases in front of the court right now. So this is this will be the third one. Uh, is he eligible under the 14th Amendment? I think what they're going to say is you can't just say someone's an insurrectionist. You can't just say it. There has to be some kind of conviction, right? I, I feel like – do you agree or disagree? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And the thing that concerns me about it is that can you, can I be charged with a crime one day because I happen to be in the vicinity or I happen to be a part of something but that got really bad, but I didn't even do it or I was hardly there? You know, At what point am I guilty? Am I going to be found guilty by a court when I'm not even invited to a trial, when I'm not charged with anything? See, is that a principle? That's a scary principle. Or let's say I want to run for school board or you want to run for school board. You don't think that children should be, you know, who are in the second grade, should be taught any kind of sex education and especially not explicit sex education. But the teachers union is against you. The previous school board is against you. Lefties are against you. And you're called some kind of bigot or homophobe or a bunch of names. What happens if some judge decides that you are committing a hate crime because you don't think that children should be looking at pornography? See what I'm saying? And you don't get a trial. You don't get charged with anything. You're just suddenly guilty because some Supreme Court in some state decides you're guilty even though you've not been charged with it. See what I mean? That's the principle of this. Whatever you think of Donald Trump, whatever you think about insurrection or other things, all of the Republican candidates uh, have opposed this decision. Uh, Most of the people that you hear on there, even people who are not fans of Donald Trump who are on the right, uh, this is Bill Barr. We're now in studio, former Attorney General Bill Barr. Thank you so much for being here, General Barr. Um, What's your initial reaction? Well, uh, as you know, I I strongly oppose Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. But uh, I think that this case is is legally wrong and untenable. Uh, And I think this kind of action of stretching the law, taking these hyper-aggressive positions to try to uh, knock Trump out of the race uh, are counterproductive. They backfire. As you know, uh, he he, uh, feeds on grievance, just like a fire feeds on oxygen. And this is going to end up as a grievance that helps him. That's his opinion. I think he's probably right. I think at least in the short run, these kinds of things help Donald Trump, oddly enough. Uh, I think we've seen that all along. Here's John Bolton, who is not a fan of Donald Trump. I think it's completely misplaced. I think this this Colorado Supreme Court decision is badly wrong for multiple reasons. Number one, the, the 14th Amendment provides that Congress can pass legislation to carry uh, its provisions into effect, which Congress has done on many aspects. It has not put anything with respect to Section 3 on the books uh, since just after the Civil War. Uh, second, the, the idea that uh, 50 different state courts can, can decide a question involving the highest elective office in the executive branch, interpreting the federal constitution as to what constitutes an insurrection against the federal government, 
uh, is is incoherent. And I think undoubtedly the Supreme Court's going to have to clear that up. In terms of what the framers of the 14th Amendment meant, uh, I, I think I think it's quite clear that the radical Republicans in Congress who wanted to suppress the secessionist advocates and governments of the southern states that succeeded would not provide on this critical question of uh, the offices that, that are going to be denied to people who broke their oath to the United States, that you're going to put decision-making authority on that in the hands of the states, including the former secessionist states. That, if that was their intention, they were, they were delusional when they did it. So I'd be willing to bet a small amount of money here that the Supreme Court, uh, if it gets to the merits of this, if it has to, uh, will reverse. There's, there's no other logical way you can uh, apply this, and, and it would sow chaos in elections as far as the eye could see. see. And I think that, too. I think probably no matter what happens here is that you have some chaos. Um, but, you know, there's people on both sides who are predicting the Supremes are going to go heavy one way or the other of this. Whatever it is, it's a big deal. But I think that these things go way beyond Donald Trump, and they get right into uh, us. And this is why we got to be involved, my friends. And in a way, I think with a lot of things that are nonpartisan, because at the end of all of this are some issues that matter a lot to people's lives that are not being resolved or not being talked about. And uh, it's a big deal. We'll talk about this more when we come back. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, you can follow us on the social medias, Twitter, X. I keep saying uh, it's X, but it's Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. The other reason I believe that is because, you know, he will have had to incite insurrection, be a part of an insurrection, for him to be excluded. There's been no trial of him on that. And while I have very strong feelings about that, as you know, I also have very strong feelings of the fact that people in this country um, deserve to have a trial before rights are taken away from them and deserve to have a decision by a jury of their peers before rights are taken away from them. So I know it will be counterintuitive to a lot of people who listen to me about Donald Trump, but I hope it just goes to prove you I don't hate him. I don't. I just think what he's done is horribly wrong and that he doesn't deserve the right that we would give him as voters to lead us again. That was uh, Chris Christie, presidential candidate, uh, who a lot of people think is only running to criticize Trump. Like, does he really expect to be president? I don't know. But he does not like Donald Trump. But he's making the point that is, hey, there was never a trial. He's not even charged with anything uh, with insurrection, which is what's required by the 14th Amendment. And this is something that is troubling to me more than just the obviously what's going to happen, I think, in our country. I just don't think, I just don't see a lot of these things going well, however they get decided with people. This is a good day to pray for your country, by the way, in case you haven't thought about that. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Eric in Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor, how are you doing? I'm good, Eric. How are you today? Merry Christmas. Good, good. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, Kind of along the lines of uh, of Chris Christie from one perspective, in that, well, uh, well, probably not, because I, here's here's here, here's my problem. One, I I don't think he should be removed from the ballot. 
Um, as an old football guy, I believe he went on the football field, and I don't think he has any chance of winning a single Western state anyway. So from an election standpoint, to me it doesn't matter. If you want to beat him, beat him at the election box like you did in 2020. The biggest problem I have is that what I think the Supreme Court should do and what they will do, in reality what they should do is punt on this uh-huh. because – the reason I say they should punt is because six of the nine judges that sit on the Supreme Court are all about states' rights. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you read the opinion, but they cited Neil Gorsuch in the opinion, talking when he was on that he was on that that appellate court. Yeah, they did. But this is a this is a federal election. It's not a state election. It's a federal but he, election. But 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 he include but he included that. Mm-hmm. He, he included state and federal going back to saying that the states, he said the states have the right to determine their their elections. Remember, the federal, there's no such thing as a federal election. There's federal office. There's no federal, right. The states run the elections, but states have to follow the qualifications that are set forth in the Constitution. So, for example, a state can't run a 30-year-old as president on the ballot. They can't because the United States Constitution says you got to be 35. Right. But they, but again, going back to Neil Gorsuch and what he said, that 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 that's why that's why I think they should punt because any legitimacy, whatever little legitimacy they have left, is going to be ruined because you can't say states' rights, states' rights, states' rights unless it, unless it, unless it affects one single person, which is what you were kind of saying that you know a little bit earlier about what ramifications something has. Um, the Supreme Court did this, uh, I think, in 2018 when they. That the president has the right to take money from a budget and apply it to somewhere else. Um, when Trump wanted to use, when he wanted to use uh, military, military money for the wall, right? Funny, yeah, right, right. So I, I think, I think, and the same thing. And you go but see, that's the, the but that's the federal. He's the executive. He doesn't have. I don't think he should have the authority to spend more money than has been allocated. But he should be able to move money around if he wants to, like any executive of a company can do. Yeah, but 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 the executive of a company is not the executive of of, of a budget because the the Constitution says oh, – we're getting off the subject, but the Constitution says Congress has a right. Remember, yeah. he was impeached. He was impeached for withholding congressional funds. Who was? He, 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 Trump was. Well, I don't remember that. He was impeached he, he, for the, the phone call and he was impeached for the insurrection. Well, the phone call – the whole point, the whole point of the phone call was he withheld. Oh, he was going to withhold. Now nah, he was impeached because he was trying. He, he was no, no, the no, idea. No, he, <laughs> he has a. He can. I'm sure that might have been one of the counts. But you would say, I want to go on to some other callers here, Eric. But you would say, how does the Supreme Court punt though? Because doesn't this, doesn't the Supreme Court have to make a decision about what qualifies for eventually? What qualifies for insurrection with respect to the 14th Amendment? Only the Supreme Court can they make can that decide, decision. But they can decide to go back to the lower court. They, they, I mean, they do it all the time. They yeah, go but back to the lower court I don't think they can. I don't think they can on this because the Supreme Court's job is to interpret the Constitution. And this is directly uh, an interpretation matter that is significant because it'll, it'll affect a lot of people. Yeah, well, my prediction, I'll let you go. My prediction is, I, again, I think they shouldn't, but my prediction is they'll reverse this. And he'll, and he'll stay on the ballot, and he'll lose in Colorado. Do they, uh, so do they, is it 6 to 3, 5 to 4, uh, 7 to 2, 8 to 1? What do you think? It'll, 
it'll be it'll be six three. It's going to go six. down party lines because because what's going to happen is both of them are going to be hypocrites because the the the, 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 the justices on the left are going to cite states' rights, which they never do, and the. <laughs> Uh, The the justices on the right are going to ignore states' rights, which they never do. All right. It'll be interesting to see, Eric. So we'll talk about it whenever they decide. I think it might be pretty quick, but we'll see. Thanks for calling Eric Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. You know, they could do states' rights, but I I think, if I'm going to predict, that they're going to to say that that insurrection, a person who is not eligible to be on the ballot because of insurrection or the 14th Amendment— that some court has to try them and they have to be convicted of it. That's what I think they're going to say, which isn't a state rights issue. Um, There is one person who was removed in New Mexico from the ballot for this very thing, although he was convicted for trespassing uh, on January 6th. He was not convicted for insurrection. He's part of a group called Cowboys for Trump. If you're thinking about joining some political group out there, can I advise don't join a group called Cowboys for Trump or Cowboys for anybody, you know, unless you're an actual cowboy and like you rustle cattle and that's what you do and you're a real cowboy, then well, that's probably okay. Maybe this guy isn't. I don't know that. But my first impression of Cowboys for Trump is don't sign up for that. Uh, 888-528-2557. Uh, Eric in Glendale, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you doing? I'm good, Eric. What do you think about this? What's going to happen? You know, I, I actually think that uh, this was a, a huge tactical mistake on the part of the Colorado Supreme Court, and I'll tell you why. Um, I can think of nothing that has infuriated people more, uh, Trump supporters and in the middle, uh, than this. Because the 14th Amendment is vague, and these Supreme Court justices in Colorado, uh, they know this, but, but they, they went with this decision anyway. And so it just really smells of bias. And that right there is really, really irritating because you expect our higher officials to do the right thing. And these lawyers should have known better. So with with that kind of pall hanging over this decision, uh, I think it's actually going to motivate a lot of people to rally to Trump's side. I mean, it certainly has irritated me, and, and I say irritated mildly. So I, I think the Colorado Supreme Court has made a really bad mistake by doing this. Uh, it's just fed right into Trump's narrative. Were you somebody yeah, who says uh, were, were you leaning towards voting for Trump anyway, or does this stuff make you want to vote for Trump, but you weren't otherwise? It, it, I'm a Trump supporter, so it, it's not really. So you're going to vote for him anyway, but, but it makes you more upset or more in his side. Well, yeah, because I'm I've been listening to this and it's not. None of this stuff is really getting under my skin. I'm, I'm just not, you know, built that way. But this one got under my skin. This one has really roiled me. So, you know, anyway, it's just I think it was a mistake by the Colorado Supreme Court. All that, you know, you've got all these people that are trying to say that, uh, you know, the election was stolen. You know, I don't know if I buy into that. There certainly were things that were suspicious, though, and I'd like to hear both sides. But, boy, does this really add a lot of fuel to the fire that narrative. It's going to be. You know what? I think whenever this election is over, Eric, thank you for your call. I think when it's over, historians are going to analyze this. If Trump wins, uh, I think that historians may conclude that he wins because things like this, these cases, um, because they're not real clear. There's a lot of division when you really read them. You know, interestingly, if the Florida one is probably the one where he's the most guilty, if you've read them, and I, I think you should all read them, but the other ones are pretty fuzzy. 
you know, and uh, even this January 6th one that he's got, it's got some problems with uh, with some things, I think. You can't, you know, it's difficult to convict somebody of a crime for being incompetent or doing something stupid. It doesn't mean it's, uh, if that's your opinion, right? It doesn't mean, anyway, That those are some of the reasons that, that people struggle with that. But I think that politically speaking, at least at the moment, uh, these things are helping Donald Trump. Um, in fact, uh, I track with people because I try to figure out what people are. So I ask people. And a year ago, a bunch of people I talked with who had previously voted for Trump were done with Donald Trump. They were tired of him. They didn't like him. They were not voting for him for sure. They were DeSantis or they were other people. Uh, they have all – 100 percent of those people I talked to have changed their mind because of these court cases, actually. And which I found to be really interesting, like people who don't like Donald Trump personally, who are kind of tired of the the drama and all of that, like they, they'll go down that whole road. But they've all said, you have to vote for him now because this kind of thing can't go on in our country. See, and that's the that's the danger, I think, that the left is by these by this process is presidents get elected when people have a reason to vote for them. You know, people had a reason to vote for Donald Trump. Her name was Hillary Clinton. And people, there were other reasons, but people had a reason to vote for Barack Obama, a bunch of reasons. But he was also inspiring. Yes, we can. He, he, that was going to end the financial crisis in 2008. There's no way a Republican wins when a Republican was in office. No way. Uh, people had a reason to vote. People had a reason to vote for George W. People had a reason to vote for Bill Clinton. If you go back, you discover that there's a vision or there is some kind of, or sometimes there's not a vision, but there's a reason that resonates with people. And uh, that could be happening here, but it's early. You know, a year from now, it might be completely different. I got to take a break. I see your calls, uh, Chris and William. We'll be back. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott, she'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. How does a court say that this person, Donald Trump, committed a crime for which he's not been charged with? Jack Smith didn't charge him with insurrection or any of these crimes related. And then says not only is he not been charged with it, but he is now guilty of it without the ability to provide a defense or call witnesses in your own defense or any of the other provisions provided for you. Quick two-part answer. First, Jack Smith, I do not believe, is going to go back and charge him with this now, right. by the way. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, second, the tricky thing is the, the answer should be they can't. That's not how it works. However, in this one provision, it doesn't deal with the crime of insurrection. It's talking about activity that had been the Civil War. Right. They did not foresee it being used this way. And I All think right. That is from a uh, program uh, with Leland Vizard. It is a lot of conversation, of course, about what the court did in Colorado. Supremes will rule on it eventually. A lot of my concern is we've talked about this. You can call the show, Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, is that the idea that you can say that somebody is guilty of a crime and then take rights away, in this case, right to run for president, right to be on the ballot, um, and just say it. But there's no trial. There's no conviction. There's not even a charge. You know, Donald Trump, the you know, this guy says that um, Jack Smith is not going to charge him with insurrection in the future. I'm not sure I agree with that. I'm surprised that he hasn't done that. But he didn't. He didn't charge him with that. And uh, 
you know, so there's no charge. Whatever you think about Donald Trump, you got to remember this goes both ways. Republicans are saying, well, why don't we just get Joe Biden knocked off the ballot and say he's guilty of bribery or say he's guilty of uh, of treason or other stuff. You know, if he's guilty of taking money from Ukraine, if he's changing, you know, if he is uh, if his pol- Ukraine policy is being manipulated because of his son's role or because of money he's getting from there or China, well, that's bad, right? Well, he hasn't been charged with anything either. And uh, can you just knock him off the ballot? I don't think so. I don't think you can do that. Uh, 888-528-2557. Chris and Whittier, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Scott, your reasoning is unassailable. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. You know, and you're, you're a pastor. You remember the definition of what faith is? Faith is the substance of what things hope for and the evidence of things not seen. That's right. When somebody believes something about Donald Trump and moves it from their rational thinking place and puts it in the fortress of their faith, then nothing can touch that. And in fact, anybody that opposes them is counted as persecutors. You mean when people just trust their their faith, they don't have the one way or the other, but they just land on something. The other side is persecuting. you, You see certain people that are sports team fanatics and they have faith in their team, even if they're losing. And nobody can pry their opinion off of it. Yeah. So it's not it's a very not a very uh, uncommon thing at all. In fact, you look at Hamas, Hamas holds this brainless hatred for the Jews as an article of faith, not as reason. And the same thing, the people that are protesting around America and chanting things that just make no sense at all, it's because they believe it as an article of faith. And when it's in faith, nobody can pry that opinion out of your hands. I think this is what the court did. As an expression of Colorado's judicial system, they leap right past the uh, fully vetted legal process, and they seized on this opinion as an article of faith. They have faith. And I see this happening in the very deep side of the support Donald Trump and the ones that are virulently um, hateful of Donald Trump. They hold their opinions as a matter of faith, and that's why reason won't touch them. I think this is... When God says he hardened somebody's heart, like he hardened Pharaoh's heart, what he did is he drove the issue past his intellect and into his faith. And therefore, Pharaoh couldn't see the writing on the wall. He couldn't see how ridiculous his position was, and he paid the ultimate consequence for it. That's where our country is now. Yeah, We have a country that is being motivated by faith to hold these positions, both the right and the left. Yep. I think that is a big part of our, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of that, because that's a big part of our, our division, right? Is that we're not listening to the other side on all kinds of issues, you know, or to, yeah. it may not even be the other side. We're not even listening to our own side sometimes, right? Yeah. Reasoning sounds like persecution to them. Yeah. You know? and, and that just makes it even stronger. And that is what drives a lot of what we're we're seeing today is that if you don't agree with me, then you're a hater or you're, you know, I can be completely wrong. I mean, a lot of the stuff that is being said, um, you mentioned the the protests and stuff, it's not even factually correct. And it would take you five minutes to learn that. Right. Yeah. And, and you're right. There's people, uh, when it comes to Donald Trump, um, there's something called Trump derangement syndrome. People call it TDS. Uh, I think yeah. that's real, and it's real on both sides. There are people who every single thing Donald Trump ever does is wrong, doesn't matter what it is. And there's people who every single thing he ever does is right, uh, and doesn't matter what it is. And you can't do that. 
you know, I was, right. I, I always challenge people to be consistent. You know, would you say the same thing if this, if the roles were reversed, if this were your side, you know, what would you be supporting? Exactly. Uh, well, that's why you got to stand there and hold that blazing torch, Pastor Scott, because you're making so much sense. You might just crack the fortress wall and let you let some thoughts seep in once in a while. Well, I thank you, Chris, and the checks in the mail, you know, for all of that. Hey, Chris, have all a Merry right, Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. 888-528-2557. But that point matters a lot. And for Christians, we have to be holding the torch of truth, even if it goes against what we would want, right? And we've got to be able to see through. So that's what is bothering me about this case is that is there are we building a precedent that says you can number one, knock people off the ballot for something that they've not even been charged with. I mentioned that there's a New Mexico case. It's the only one where this has happened, where a judge in September of 22 uh, ordered the removal of a guy named Cooey Griffin, Cowboys for Trump. Once again, don't join Cowboys for Trump unless you're an actual cowboy and it's actually, a, you know, you herd cattle. Um, he was part of January 6th. But he only got charged with uh, and convicted, or at least convicted, with trespassing. Very minor thing, actually. But they kicked him off the ballot for insurrection or rebellion, which he did not get charged with and did not get it, get convicted of. Now, the difference is that this is a state um, position. He's running for Otero County Commissioner is what he wanted to do. So it's within the state. It's not a federal election. Um, and it's correct, as somebody mentioned earlier, that uh, federal elections are still run by the state, but you still have to follow the Constitution. Constitution, uh, the United States says to be president, there's a couple of qualifications. You've got to be 35, although uh, our state attorney general today said 40. Oddly enough, he changed the Constitution. Uh, I don't know if you saw that letter. You've got to be 40. No, you've got to be 35. Got to be a natural-born citizen. Uh, I think uh, I'm not looking at it right now. I think you have to have lived here for 14 straight years or something like that. Um, but that's it. And the thing is, is that you can't add a qualification or deny somebody for something that they haven't been convicted of or maybe didn't do, even as a state. I think that's probably where they come down. But the concern, one of the reasons to pray for the country today, as always, is there are if we are starting to live in a country where you can be convicted of things that without a trial even, that just people think you're guilty and uh, maybe you were in the vicinity or something, maybe you were part of one of these marches and it got violent, you know, maybe you were January 6th or maybe you were part of one of these other things on the left and uh, got violent and you went home, but you're on somebody's security camera and you didn't participate in the bad stuff at all. You were there for the cause, whatever it is. And you at home, and imagine that you just get somebody knocking on your door and you're no longer eligible to run for school board or something because you were seen on the camera and some judge decided, ah, insurrectionist, when actually you didn't participate in that. That's bad. We can't be doing that uh, to each other. Uh, And that's coming. You know, the Bible talks a lot about falsely accusing your brother, falsely accusing people, and why you need witnesses, why there needs to be a system. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've been falsely accused of things. I got falsely accused of something one time. And when I was confronting somebody about it, one of the funniest things, it was something completely not true. Like sometimes it's related to something and people get the wrong impression, or maybe I did something wrong, right? And you got to confess. But in this case, it was completely made up false, absolutely not true. And he said, well, why didn't you, if if this isn't true, why didn't you defend yourself? (laughs) I said, 
I didn't even know or even anticipate that I was being accused of this. How can I defend myself if I don't even know I'm being accused? That's why if you've got a grievance with somebody, you take it to them and not anybody else, by the way. Uh, and it causes destruction. You know, all of this causes uh, destruction. Let's see if I can get one more call in real quick. William in Fullerton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, William. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you again. Merry Christmas. How are you doing? I, uh, I'm, I'm okay. We just All have a few seconds here, so go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the, the, uh, the lefty Colorado Supreme Court, they must, be, they must be auditioning for a reboot of Minority Report. Oh, that, that Tom Cruise movie where uh, they convicted you of crimes. They could see into the future and would, would suggest yeah. that maybe you're going to convict a, con, uh, do a crime, so we're going to arrest you before you've even done it. Yeah, exactly. Plus, that, uh, that also leads me to believe what somebody else suggested was, well, then some, uh, some state Supreme Court in one of our 50 states uh, should uh, consider um, – making making uh, Joe Biden off the ballot. Well, that's what a lot of people are suggesting would happen, and that's what's wrong with it. You can't just convict Joe Biden either of sedition or bribery or whatever you want to say. Uh, you just, you yeah. can't just have a judge panel just do that and say, well, you're ineligible because you've aided and abetted the enemy by leaving the border wide open. Like, what happens if we have a terrorist oh, attack and it turns out somebody crossed the border illegally and conducted the terrorist attack? You know, can you say, okay, Joe Biden, you're you have uh, rebelled against the country by leaving the. You know, you can't just say it. You can charge him. That's what impeachment is for. Um, but you can't just say it, and that is the problem. William, I get, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. These things matter, folks. And like I said, as we started off, today's a good day to pray for your country and to pray for our leaders. To pray that this gets navigated in such a way that we unite, because the division, as uh, Chris, I think, is who said. You know, we we just build our, our opinion about something and we'll fight about it even though it's not built on anything true. We we have to be ready to stand for what's true, even if it goes against uh, somebody we want to vote for. Uh, and we got to look past just this election or just one guy or all this stuff. Uh, these things matter greatly in all of our lives. Everybody, Pastor Scott Show, we're on every day from three to five. Get the podcast at the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow me on social media at Pastor Scott Show. We'll see you tomorrow from three to five. Good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.